0: Welcome back to The Attic. Wow, it feels like I never left you. Today we are going to be looking at the musical A Pacifist Guide to a War on Cancer, playing at the Dorfman Theatre at the National Theatre until the 29th of November 2016. Then on Monday we have even more for you. We will be visiting the Cockpit Theatre to see The Mirror Never Lies, a new musical. I thoroughly enjoy a good musical, so it's going to be a great week to be in The Attic. My name's Charlotte, I'm your host, and we are going to be going out and about around London Town to find the greatest shows, events, and whatnot for us to get involved with. So, A pacifist Guide to a War on Cancer is an all-singing, all-dancing, examination of a life with cancer diagnosis. This brand new musical takes you on a whistle-stop tour through five unconventional stories about cancer, confronting the highs and lows of the scariest word we know expect big anthems shiny costumes blood tears and real cancer patients in this rip-roaring heartbreaking celebration of ordinary life and death scratching at the battle metaphors that surround cancer to reveal what really lies beneath well going into this I have no words which doesn't help me make a podcast what a subject to tackle Theatre is certainly no stranger to shocking its audiences or taking on controversial subjects. Shows such as the Love Rock musical Hair containing nudity and drug-taking, as well as a strong anti-war message at the height of the Vietnam conflict and the desecration of the American flag on stage. Or Spring Awakening, which celebrates adolescent sexuality and attacks the conventional morals of society. Even the name, A Pacifist Guide to a War on Cancer, sparks a reaction or judgment with its audiences. So a topical production before we've even seen it. Let's talk a little bit about the National Theatre. Located on the south bank of the River Thames, you would never guess that it's one of the most prestigious theatres in London. It looks more like a multi-storey car park. Or if you were Prince Charles, described it as a nuclear power station. The design was based on the idea, architecture as urban landscape, and the National Theatre is considered a brutalist building. Anyway, we all know it's what's on the inside that really counts. I can feel your eyes rolling at that one already. It's home to three auditoriums. The Olivier is the biggest, seating 1,100. Then it's the Littleton, seating 900. And finally, the Dorfman at 450. As well as the massive productions it churns out and in spectacles that we reviewed the other day, along with a recent favourite, War Horse, it has many other reasons to visit, including a bar, restaurant, a bookshop, theatre tours, exhibitions and much, much more. The National Theatre has over 450 awards to date. Quite an impressive place for a building that looks like a car park. And fellow podcast lovers, they also have a few podcasts for you to enjoy. Their most recent podcast, they talked to Bryony Kimmings, the writer of A pacifist Guide to a War on Cancer. I love that recently, many shows are doing debates, talks about the issues raised in them. They have one for this show on November 24th. Along with recently, we covered Deny, 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 playing at the Park Theatre, which did the same thing. The show's are thought-provoking, and to have the chance to ask questions, to explore the subject further is a great opportunity to, for audiences to learn as well as be entertained. So back onto the show. The stage is set. A hospital waiting room. The whole show takes place on this one set. Then in true musical theatre style, the show opens with a catchy song and the whole cast are involved. Our leading lady, Amanda Handegu, plays Emma. Her baby's been tested for cancer and she's waiting for her. Along the way, she meets five characters and we hear the stories of dealing with cancer. The first half, I found a very happy-go-lucky style musical, although it has very dark undertones, as expected. One minute, I'm tapping my feet to the beat, the next, I'm welling up. The cast came across as normal people who've had experiences. Not your typical tits-and-teeth style ensemble. A few outstanding performances I do want to mention. Nana and Padu who plays Gia, was inspiring. She was a tough girl from Michigan. She was strong and her vocals were dynamic. Then there's Rochelleu as pregnant Shannon, who's getting tested to see if her baby has the genetic cancer she has beaten earlier in her life. She sings a song about wanting her mother, who passed away from the same strain of the disease. And it gave me chills. Finally, from the minute she walked on stage... Francesca Mills in the ensemble lights up the stage. You know that person who can just draw your attention. She looked great. She sounded great. She just had so much presence so that you just warm to her as soon as you see her. As the show goes on, these inflatable cancer cells start to grow from the size of the stage. I understood that it symbolized it growing, taking over, but this was a bit much for me. Along with another scene where the ensemble addressed as cancer cells, closing in on our protagonist Emma. I didn't know how to react or what to think. Saying that, the topic was handled with dignity, respect, and both cast and creative seemed so knowledgeable and passionate about the subject. Before I went to the show, I will admit I thought what if I decided to go and see. But after the first half, I was thinking, yes! Why not have a musical about cancer? Musicals, we love them. You leave with that pep in your step, which doesn't necessarily go in the same sentence as cancer. Saying that, you have Rent, which is about HIV. West Side Story, it's about racism. Topics that have been taboo when they were first released. The end of the first act, again, a big full cast number, giving the middle finger to cancer. I loved it. Okay, let's talk about the second act. Completely different. Emma sat in the centre with the sound of an MRI beeping for about three minutes. It's all of a sudden got a whole lot darker. Emma's broken. She's screaming, she's shouting, their cancer cells are growing, swallowing the stage and its cast. It's all closing in on her. During the scene, loud music plays, intensifying everything. I couldn't hear a word of what she was saying. I think it was intentional, and the whole thing was meant to be a blur of rage, but I was too busy concentrating on trying to hear her than taking in how powerful the scene could have been. The actors finish by becoming themselves. The real-life people the characters are based on tell their stories. After spending the last hour building up such a connection with them, it put a lump in my throat. This was real. Then the narrator and writer Bryony tells the audience about meeting these people, how she was inspired by these people and where they are now. This bit got me. I've got chills as I say it. Finally, Gia. The real-life Gia this time was in the audience tonight. She was invited on stage at the end of the show and told us our hopes for the future. It was beautiful. I thought the majority of the second act was a tribute to these strong, powerful people. I'll admit, when it comes to death, disease, I'm approved. I don't like talking about it. And like so many people, these subjects scare me. This show attacked the issue in a sensitive yet engaging way. I'm so glad I saw a pacifist guide to a war on cancer. It's changed my perspective, and I couldn't respect these people fighting it every day anymore. Everyone needs to see this show. If only once, if I'm honest, I don't think it's something I would visit again and again. But it's something you need to experience. If you're sceptical about it like me, even better. It's thought-provoking, enlightening and powerful. I've decided not to give a star rating for A Pacifist Guide to a War on Cancer. Only because musical-wise, I don't know if the world's ready for it. As at times, I wasn't. The message is what we need to be ready for. Because if we're going to fight it, we need to know about it. And we need to talk about it. If you want to see the show, it's running until the 29th of November at the Dorfman Theatre. In the Littleson Theatre, you have the Red Barn, which I've seen rave reviews for. Connecticut, 1969. On the way back from a party, two couples struggle home through the snow. Not everyone arrives safely. The Red Barn is playing into December. Then in the Olivier Theatre, the classic tale Peter Pan comes just in time for Christmas. I'm sure it will be spectacularly reimagined. The National Theatre have a few productions currently in the West End theatres, including A Curious Incident of a Dog at Nighttime, No Man's Land, This House, and Inspector Calls, which The Attic reviewed in the last episode. So if you haven't listened to it yet, make sure you go back and take a listen then they have Jane Eyre and War Horse on UK tours at the moment. Finally over the next months they're going to broadcast some productions live into cinemas including No Man's Land with Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen, Amadeus and Twelfth Night. This is becoming a bit of a trend right now as well. Miss Saigon just did it for their 25th anniversary. Gypsy did it on BBC and over Christmas Peter Pan Goes Wrong will be doing a live broadcast. If you're going to the theatre this week, make sure you use my favourite app, TodayTix. They have discounted tickets, along with lots of lotteries for you to enter to get those premium seats. Not only that, rush sales. They are great. At 10am every morning, you have a select amount of premium seats available for next to nothing. If you use my promo code on your order, you will get £10 off your ticket. It is M-G-E-V-B. That's M for Matilda, G for Guys and Dolls, E for Avita, V for the Von Trapp Family Children, and B for Blood Brothers. You can also follow us on Twitter. We are at The Attic Review. If you want all the latest news, updates on our latest shows, or if you've seen a show or been to an event and you think we should share it with the world, let me know. Thank you so much for listening to The Attic. My name is Charlotte. It was great having you here. We will be back with another review before you know it. Thanks for listening. Bye everyone.